sort of a response, but um, on the weekend, the U.S. ambassador to Canada joined Mercedes Stevenson on the West Block, and he was doing a little discussion around the state of democracy in not only Canada and the United States, but around the world, and he said this, Canada and the U.S. are facing rough patches in their democracies as populist, authoritarian movements continue to find traction in the West. Now, if you listen to this show, you know I have grave concerns about this. I've talked about it a lot, the rise of populism and the hyper-partisan political climate that we have, which I think does a whole lot more to divide and harm society than it does to help anybody anywhere. It's just, it's destructive. Uh, I've also said before that I think the United States is much farther down that path than Canada is, but, but we're on the path. The U.S. system, I think, is badly broken, barely functioning in reality at this point. Um, But we see signs of us inching our way closer to that here in this country, too. Nowhere near. I I, I don't want to draw parallels, but we've seen it in other parts of the world, too. And, you know, who knows where this goes And uh, as we see this rise of of populism. So we're going to chat now with Dr. Donald Abelson, who's the director of the Brian Mulroney Institute of Government, the Stephen K. Hudson Chair in Canada-U.S. Relations, and professor in the Department of Political Sciences, at St. Francis Xavier University. Uh, Dr. Abelson, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time today. Oh, my pleasure to be with you, Shay. This is a topic that I spend a lot of time thinking about, and to be honest with you, worrying about. Do you agree with the ambassador? Is is democracy under some pressure in Canada and the U.S. right now? Uh, there's no doubt. And when you look at the rise of populism, as you just alluded to, Much of that is connected to declining trust in government institutions, declining trust in elected officials, certainly declining trust in the outcome of elections, which which we've seen in the United States for the last number of years, leading to the January 6th uh, insurrection and the hearings uh, that have been taking place. And so it's it's so critically important uh, for governments on both sides of the border to figure out how they are going to restore trust. Uh, and because if that falls away, if it continues to be chipped away, it's going to give uh, rise to you know more populist candidates, more populist movements who question the very integrity of government and the services provided both to Canadians and Americans. So it's it's a real threat. Uh, it's something that has to be addressed, uh, but it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of effort and a lot of focus uh, on both sides of the border. So the question I have, Doc, and I agree with you 100%, but but this, this populist movement, it's always been around. It's always existed in some sure. capacity in politics in Canada and the U.S. Um, when you talk about that erosion of trust, how does that happen? Is it the people... Um, Because we know there's people that are actively working to erode that trust each and every day, and some uh, some names immediately spring to mind. Why is it being more effective now? What's going on? Well, I think there have been a number of factors that have come together almost like a perfect storm. I I mean, when you think about what has happened over the last, you know, three or four years, uh, you have, you know, the Trump victory in in 2016, uh, you know, to 2020, and many of the problems that arose from that telling lies, uh, creating a different narrative, an alternative narrative. People who are feeling disconnected and disillusioned and disheartened uh, tend to look to other parties, other candidates who are prepared to listen and give some credence to their views. So as the anger and frustration and discontent among voters build, 
it's not surprising that we see many people aligning themselves, not with mainstream political parties, but with populist movements. And we have seen this over the years. Uh, there are dozens of examples of, of you know, third parties in the United States. Uh, there certainly have been ways of, of strong populist leaders, not only in North America, but throughout Europe and, and, and other parts of the world. But a lot of that really is connected to how voters perceive government. Uh, do they trust? Do they not trust it? Um, and now, you know, focusing on, you know, the the very cornerstone of democracy, free and fair elections. So if you get to the point, as we already have, where you have literally millions, not thousands, but millions of people in the United States that continue to question the outcome of the 2020 election, then you really have a problem. And you have to try and figure out how to step back try to figure out how to repair a system which, as you correctly pointed out, is certainly broken. How do you get this country back on track? Because what happens in the United States often spills mm-hmm. over into Canada, and we've, we've been seeing that in the last number of years in our own country. Yeah, most definitely, no question. Uh, one of the things that Cohen talked about, and I wonder if you think it's as big of a deal as he does, um, Russia, China, other outside governments, uh, anti-democratic uh, regimes perhaps, sowing you know, misinformation, distrust. We know they do a lot of work around that very effectively. Do you think that's part of it? Oh, it's a huge part of it, uh, because it's all about shaping the discourse around important issues. So for those organizations, those countries who are effective at spreading lies, misinformation, disinformation, that is an extremely powerful tool. And if it is consistent, if it's methodical in terms of the approach that they take, it is incredibly damaging. And, you know, step back for a second. It is in the interest of countries like Russia and China to do that, to undermine the stability uh, of, of their adversaries in order to achieve stronger political and economic gains on the world stage. So both the United States and Canada, as well as other countries around the world, have to be incredibly vigilant. And it, 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 it's almost like arguing with a conspiracy theorist. You're never going to win that debate. But you still have to figure out what mechanisms to put in place that will at least allow you to protect democratic institutions and ideals. Um, The ambassador says that he's optimistic. Democracy will survive, will be fine. Um, I think ultimately it will. I I think most people recognize how important it is that democracy does survive. But like when we, I mean, and again, Canada and the United States are extremely different. But I take a look at the U.S. and it could go either way, Doc. It really could. Well, you know, when when you have very prominent scholars and journalists writing about the possibility of a civil war in the United States, they're not kidding. Yeah, yeah. And when you, you know, we had the U.S. midterm elections just around the corner in November. Uh, most pundits are predicting that, you know, the Republicans in all likelihood could regain control of the House uh, and, uh, you know, take, take the Senate as well. And then you have a very, very different uh, situation in the United States. You'd have a lame duck president that would not be able to get through any legislation that that he would like. You then will provide even more incentive for those that have become disillusioned to, you know, (laughs) 
you know, kind of push the cause even further to become more entrenched. So it can't be taken lightly. I agree with Ambassador Cohn that in the end, democracies will prevail, but there's going to be a lot of pain uh, that we're going to go through to get back to that point. Yeah, no kidding. It's going to be a bumpy ride for sure. Dr. Abelson, thank you so much for your time today. I really do appreciate you joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Take care. That is Dr. Donald Abelson, who is the director of the Brian Mulroney Institute of Government, Stephen K. Hudson Chair in Canada-U.S. Relations, and a professor at the Department of Political Science at St. Francis Xavier University. And, you know, it's like he said, it's not, it's not like we're just making things up when we say, boy, boy, the, the very democracy that lies at the core of the United States being what it is, um, is under intense pressure. And there's, you know, we've had scholars, Tom Nichols, you know, uh, has been on the air talking about the death of democracy. I mean, he's got a book on it. And there's a lot of other people that are saying, you know, we really need to be careful about this because it is fragile.